0: Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarron, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. Hey, everybody. It's Kara McCarron with the She's the Owner podcast, and I'm no longer going to be saying what episode it is because I realize I've completely screwed up all the episode numbers. So uh I'm not gonna be saying that anymore. Anyway, I have uh on the podcast today Amanda Giroux, she's my daughter, and she was on the first podcast that I had, which was back in August. A while ago. Wow. Holy moly. <laughs> so welcome back. Thank you. We're not gonna do what we do normally. Um, I think I'm overall I'm gonna change the structure a bit. I guess it'll depend on the guest, but <clears throat> Excuse me. When I had Ken on the last time, who's my husband, um, we didn't obviously follow a pattern. He's not a female founder of anything, so it's a little difficult to treat it that way. So, um, but Amanda and I wanted to get on on again and talk about how things have changed for her since she really discovered the feminine and masculine energy. Um, especially when I came back from date with Destiny, there was a lot of stuff that I learned that I shared, and so. Um. yeah, I'm just going to chat with her, ask her a few questions and as usual, just sort of see how things go organically so that we're not, um, it can just flow and like, you know, we can get really honest answers about these things. So
1: if you're cool with that. Yeah, I am. Okay. Always cool.
0: So the first question is, what is your level of understanding of masculine and feminine energy and explain how it feels for you now, now that you've gone through several months of me blabbing about it and you learning about it it's she's laughing already i'm laughing
1: because um i immediately wanted to go into my masculine and answer pragmatically Mm. and be like do you want that on a number scale or like a percentage (laughs) i'd prefer neither (laughs) um what level um i almost did it too just now i was like (laughs) well if before it was a three out of ten scale that yeah yeah but right Well, well i would say I definitely feel less, if any, anxiety on a daily basis.
0: Wow. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you
1: attribute that to? Not being in my natural state, which would be more of a feminine state right. over a masculine state. Um, being more... Am I close enough? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yep. Very good.
1: Being more, period,
0: instead of always doing. Okay. Um What was the second part of the question? Um, Like what it feels like for you now.
1: It feels, I feel more peaceful. Mm -hmm. I feel calmer. I feel more open. I feel more loving. I feel more in touch with the people around me that I care for. I feel more in touch with myself. I feel more confident, but not in an arrogant way, just more in a they can't see what I'm doing with my hands but like I just feel more like She's doing some flowy, flowy yeah. hand movements uh and you know like things like now I'm getting my nails done right I'm so happy about that <laughs> thank you I bought some I actually bought some like kind of lingerie pajamas just like a like a nightgown but mm-hmm. like a cute one right um and just little accessories for my physical and taking baths and yeah it's I feel better overall
0: my chair is squeaking. It's, sorry, it
1: is squeaking. It's okay. We'll, um, we'll so
0: I can speak to because she's my daughter. I can speak to like all of the things that she's just said, and what the I think the thing that I've noticed the most significant thing I've noticed is her energy is totally different. Like it's almost what I would consider maternal, and. So Amanda's, she's my stepdaughter, so that won't you won't sound weird when I'm like, I only knew her for this many years because I didn't birth <laughs> her. So technically I, you know, um, but so always, anytime Amanda's come around, she's been very much in her masculine and neither of us really understood what that meant until recently. So for me, it's like when, when she used to come around, there was this, um, I don't know you sort of always had this got to get shit done energy, which is, that's masculine. And we need that to survive for sure. But like my background and her background are very similar in terms of how we grew up. And there was a lot of chaos at home. And then, you know, you sort of got the idea as a, a, I did anyway, as a 10 year old, for example, that I had to be in charge. If I wasn't in charge, shit was going to go wrong. And it and it would. And so I I got confirmation of that continuously when I was a young person where it was like, If I wasn't paying attention or if I wasn't, you know, didn't have goals setting, goal sets or or whatever, that problems were going to happen with my parents or whatever. And she had that very similar, maybe speak to that a bit. Like, because it's one thing for us to sit here and say, now we're in our feminine. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to talk about why we weren't. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of women, I think, take, when I first start having this conversation with them, they're like, what are you talking about my masculine? This is just how I am. And Mm -hmm. I think we both would have said, this is just how we are. Mm -hmm. And we're not because the proof is in the pudding. Like now in our feminine energy, we're, I think, so different. I handle everything differently. Right now I am going through challenge. Amanda can giggle about (laughs) it. um, Part hormones. Right now we're all dealing with the coronavirus stuff. So even though I work at home, all The time now, I can't work out of the house ever if I wanted, so I'm feeling a bit squirrely already. Um, but so uh, you know, there's definitely times I'm slipping back into a masculine, definitely, re- like in the last little bit. Um, but it's we women, we think like this is just how we are, and it's not like I feel more aligned and more peaceful, and all the things that she just said on a regular basis, my anxiety, too. like. I have some anxiety right now, but that's really because I'm choosing to focus on, you know, the what ifs mm-hmm. of, of the stuff that's happening right now in the world instead of focusing on like really how's my life that different. Mm-hmm. There's some challenges around, like I said, not being able to go out to whatever, but in my feminine I'm not so anxious about it. I'm just like, whatever, just go with the flow. But as soon as I go into my masculine, that's when I'm like, oh my God, the sky's falling. We need plans and blah, blah, blah. So like, I recognize that I'm at this moment, but this is the true test, right? Like it's easy to be in your feminine and it's easy to be in flow when things are okay. Mm. But when there's a crisis, which I think, you know, that's the word people are using right now. This is when you see when you're pushed like pushed back into your masculine. Are you going to stay this course and stay in your feminine? Cause in our feminine, we're way more resourceful and we're way more like we can slow down and and think of better plans and whatever, but, and then, you know, you go into your masculine to execute it. Um, so all this is to say women think this is just how they are, but it's not. Mm. So talk a bit about your, I mean, obviously your comfort, I mean, I think you're going to say whatever anyway, but based on your (laughs) comfort level, um, yeah, like how do you, when you look back and you think, how did I get here? How did I get into this masculine? Tell us about how that happened for you now, your understanding around it now. Mm. It all
1: really starts with emotional security mm. and, and lacking that. And it's almost, it's like, it's like chipping away at something and you start as this whole piece and you know, you're you're vulnerable, you're rejected, you're vulnerable, you're rejected, you're vulnerable, you're rejected. And you know, and I'm not talking about like in a romantic relationship, is when you're you're a child. Yeah, that's
0: what the experience is as a kid you're, for you. You're
1: anticipating this like a warm hug and you're kind of getting like a cold shoulder. And it's just I think it really starts with that being denied the right to be who you are, and it's not I'm, I'm trying not to edit what I'm saying, but it is definitely the lack of emotional security. And then you get those those kinds of love messages coming in to say, okay, I, I'm not safe here. So if I'm not safe here, that means I have no control. So if I have no control, what is it? And then you start to scramble and you think, what can I have control over? And so really for me, it was not necessarily having control over others or having to be the person to be in control of them, but me being in control of me. And that was really the only thing that I had control over was myself. So I... Completely focused on keeping myself safe because I didn't feel safe in it by with any other person, mm-hmm. and that carried on for years and years and years and years. And it's been, it's still a a, a huge practice for me to say, okay, I'm safe here, because it it just. And it, and it pushes you further and further and further into your masculine because you feel like you need to protect. Right. And that's the masculine is, I'm here. I'm, I'm strong. I'm strong. Mm-hmm. I can protect. And the, right. the feminine energy is definitely strong as well. But it's more strong in that vulnerable, loving, mm-hmm. give you a hug kind of Receptive. way. Receptive. Receptive, exactly. So I think that's where it really starts is that lack of
0: emotional safety. So how old were you when you – I mean, now now look, you looking back – Cause I feel like for me, it was around like 10 or 11, 12, mm-hmm. that age range where I can sort of, that's where some of my memories begin. Um, and I will, I want to talk a little bit about my, I did a workshop this past weekend called holotropic breath work. And I will touch on that at the end of, um, of it. Cause it does relate to feminine energy. But so like that's sort of when I, if I'm looking back to when did I start to be so far into my masculine that that's just who I thought I was, was around 10, 11. Do you have like a moment in time where you're like, yeah, I can kind of now see where I started to to develop this masculine energy persona or, yeah.
1: I think for me it was puberty. It was probably puberty because I can still remember as a child being very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I would equate that to still being open. Right because i would like i cried a lot mm. like i just my feelings got hurt a lot and so right. i would say that i was still very open as a child i would just get disappointed because i guess maybe there was some expectation around the love that i needed right um but i would probably say yeah i would probably say puberty because then the hormones are really amplified yep and then there's like Where you think you're supposed to be getting the love, Mm -hmm. you're not getting the love. And then you're, so you're redirecting that, trying to get that love elsewhere. And it's in the outer world to the people that don't love you. They don't know you. They don't appreciate you the way the people at home should Mm -hmm. or do or whatever the case is. So then there's even that more, more of that hitting that wall of of disappointment, so to speak. So then it it was more being more zipped up Mm. and more zipped up. And more zipped up, right? To the point where I was just completely closed off, right? And not realizing I was closed off. Yeah. So yeah, I would say puberty for sure.
0: Yeah. If if you're if you're open to sharing, um, this is for the listeners. Let us know, like, or let me know if you're if this is opening something up for you, where you're like, oh, you know what? I think maybe that is that sounds you know it resonates. It sounds like something I went through. Cause I'd be curious to know around what ages this happens for women, where we start to get the signal that it's not okay to be in our feminine, AKA vulnerable and patient and nurturing, because it, it seems like it happens. And then we almost act like there's no turning back to it mm. unless somebody like Tony Robbins or one of our, you know, Alison Armstrong or whoever kind of, cause I find like if, if you get, it's like a little earworm, all of a sudden you're like, wait, what's this feminine masculine thing? Mm-hmm. Is that me? And then you start to really like, that was me. I, st- I kind of pulled out a thread and then all of a sudden I'm like, everything is in my face and I'm like, oh, so this is the problem. Like, this is why I don't feel, you know, in flow and all those things. So um, if if you have a story or you're starting to think, oh, holy shit, that sounds like me. Let me know because it's important. I think that's the whole purpose of this is to open the conversation where we're not feeling uh embarrassed or shame around how we're fucking up like because that's what's happening we are fucking up and it's not we're fucking up out there we're fucking up in here Mm -hmm. and in here is way more detrimental than out there like if you can't get to where you're in your flow most of the time it's miserable I'm telling you I've been there I know it sucks um Okay. So what rituals have you added to your practice that help you get into your feminine? I I talk a lot about music. I talk a lot about candles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Pajamas, like you mentioned, like that's a huge, it it sounds silly, right? Like if I said to you six months ago, you're going to get a pair of these really cute pajamas (laughs) and it's going to feel sensational. I'd be like, come on. But it's true. Like once you start to stack the ways you can get into your feminine Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, doesn't sound so silly. So, how have your no. rituals changed? Well,
1: and that's the thing too is never really understanding what it meant to be sexy, mm-hmm. and always thinking that I had to be sexy for another person, right? And not knowing what it meant to be sexy for myself. Yep. So that that was completely foreign, and it's like you know, truthfully, I'm a very high, I'm a highly sexual person.
0: P.S. All women are. <laughs> And I really, yeah, to be, I really, yeah, I really hate yeah. that idea that, cause I say the same thing. I'm a high, no, I'm not. I'm normal. You're normal. This is normal. We are, it's true. And you know, it, there's times when we're heightened, but we are extremely sexual beings. And we've been, um, conditioned to, to think if you're, if you have a high sex drive, that you're highly sexual and like you're different from the, the rest. If you got a hundred women in the room, and you had them all in your feminine; they would all be saying the same thing, mm, that's because fair. in our masculine, we, you know, all this other stuff happens. But okay, sorry, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I have to go.
1: Yeah, I guess let me get my thoughts
0: back. Highly um, <laughs>
1: sexual. Yeah,
0: but yeah. being sexy
1: for yourself. But the di- the direction of the sexuality mm-hmm. being external rather than internal. Right. So only, and then that leads to only feeling validation through mm-hmm. an external force rather than within yourself, and that's something that I'm really starting to understand. Like even with the bras, right? Like Mm -hmm. going to Victoria's Secret, getting sized, buying the bras. Like I, I put those bras I bought from Victoria's Secret, like in a different spot now. Mm-hmm. Like I hang them. Right. Because it's, they're special and they yep. make me feel a certain way, which is like more in my feminine. Um, and same with the pajamas. Like I really didn't think I'm like, this one's not going to make a difference. Like it doesn't matter. And I like sleeping in my, my lumberjack pajamas, right? right. Those, <laughs> those <Yeah>. Fleece ones. <laughs> I look like a boy, but cause they're cozy. But then there are times where you have to, mm-hmm. and I forced myself to some, like at first I didn't really like it. 'Cause it just wasn't what I was used to. Right. But then, you know, and then I put up like a couple extra mirrors in my in my house and I'll walk by and be like, hey. Right. <laughs> um What's up, girl. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's just loving on yourself. Mm-hmm. And now that I've created that, not to say that I'm I'm still not I wouldn't want an external right. force, but bottlenecking it so I'm bringing at least, you know, 60% or 70% or whatever back into me. Right. And filling myself up because really, if you look at it too, you can't you can't give to anyone in the fear empty. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, so yeah, that getting the nails done.
0: Her nails look fly right now,
1: <laughs> and I it's funny too because I'm like, oh, I don't want to be fake, but they don't to me. It's like they're not; no. they're like an extension of me now, and I think they're really pretty.
0: Yeah. But it just makes me feel pretty, um, which just draws awareness. So, like, ladies, this is a the thing. There's there's Drawing awareness to yourself and getting your nails done. I get my nails done. Getting your eyebrow, all those things that just draws awareness to yourself in taking care of your feminine femininity. Like shaving the legs. Like that doesn't mean, you know, someone. I don't have to shave my legs to feel feminine. Okay, but it helps. Mm. It feels really. It's almost a sensual experience if you want it to be. If you're in the tub and you've got beautiful lotion and all that stuff. But it's not. And and I'm. We're not saying that it's impossible to feel in your feminine without these things. But if you drop the women who say this, that's bullshit are in their masculine saying it. Cause I've said it in my masculine where I'm like, Psh, nails, like you don't need to get your nail. Yeah. But now in my feminine, I'm like, oh, my nails look so pretty. And I'm like, I feel a way about it. Mm-hmm. So in your masculine, if you're sitting here thinking, None of this even—that's all bullshit. How can about you're in your masculine? Mm. That's what I'm here to tell you. And in your feminine, you will understand that all these little rituals—they're harmless and they're beautiful, and they make you feel, um, like in flow and in your core, in your feminine divine. So, thank you well, for and there's also that.
1: so many other ways too that yeah. you can do that, and not just physically, not just on the the external, but like journaling. Mm-hmm. Big one, for um, sure. Like getting emotional. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like an ocean of emotion. And then underneath the ocean is another ocean. And yeah. it's just like never ending river of emotions. Um, but allowing myself to feel them. Mm-hmm. Now, She's getting like a bit teary right now, <laughs> by the way. So many emotions. Um, <laughs> no, but allowing myself to feel, and again, not living, unpacking and living there. Like that's right. something I'm learning the balance, but like setting 10 minutes. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to journal about this. I'm going to feel away about this and then even having conversations with people. People I know, people I don't know, whatever, but being present mm-hmm. and having an open heart. Yep. Like those things are ways of getting into totally. your feminine as well. Totally. Um like engaging with like playing with a baby or mm-hmm. like something that will make me feel like more yeah. yeah, yeah, nurturing. Extending myself to someone that needs help. Like if someone says, "Oh, can you help me with this?" or make space for me not even help me cuz that would that would be more of like a doing which would be more masculine. Yep. But can you make space for me? And I actually get so much joy cuz I like you or might have a couple of friends. I do have a couple of friends. I just <laughs> want people to know I it's not just me and my cat. Um It's when, me, mom, dad, <laughs> sisters and the cats. And the cats. Um no but when someone asks me to make space for them and they want that from me, I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh.
0: Right. And I just feel so warm inside. I did that I'm to like, her I yesterday. I said, yeah. I, can you hold space for me right now? And like, I've, I have I've, I brought that word in what, like a few months ago, because I was really getting overwhelmed. Like I have four daughters. So I was starting to get very, like, I couldn't stay in my feminine anymore because I was like, okay, how can I help her? And da, 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 and I started to think, how do I control this flood feminine. of, <laughs> I love my daughters and I want to help them, but I needed to start to control the information highway that they were all on coming at me. And so I started to say, ask me if I can hold space for you. And it's, I think, I think it's worked beautifully. Mm -hmm. And I know for Sydney, um, one of my other daughters, it works really, really well because she, she, when she feels something, she needs to let it out. And sometimes I can't handle when she's letting it out. So she won't, we won't designate time to have a conversation that is a heavier conversation. And now she will most of the time say can you hold space for me amanda does that to me v- beautifully where something will bother her and she'll text me and say can you hold space for me right now and i'll say yes or i'll say no if i can mm. because i want to and that's it being in my feminine means i'm undivided with her i can sit here and absolutely be present and focus on whatever she needs to focus on but that that phrase to me is a signal drop everything. It's just the two of us now. Mm -hmm. And I did it to her yesterday and she was incredible about it. I mean, um, I don't know if I'm going to do any of the things that her or my coach said, (laughs) I mean, I I might, but, um, she held space for me. So it was really good, but yeah, yeah, that is definitely a way to get into your feminine. I think, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you can answer this one on the fly. You might have to think about okay. it. It's not a big one. No, no. I'm it's excited. kind of just a funny little question. But okay. what's your favorite music or song to listen to to help you get into your feminine energy? If you say Stevie Wonder, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> she made me listen and to I- it like <laughs> two or three times the last day. No,
1: but- well, sometimes like a song will come into my view and I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And I'll, again, overplay. I, I like to saturate myself and savor things. Um, into my feminine. A song that you mean, know my feminine the song we just played maybe well that gets me more into like power mode okay yeah i do have a playlist of like softer songs okay that i'll listen to some are nostalgic um i do like well i got um i always get her last name wrong lily kershaw okay as it seems that's the lyrics mm-hmm. i got tattooed on my arm Makes me emotional, which I guess would be a way of getting um, – that's me and my feminine. Um, there's a few. I have a
0: playlist. But, yeah, you're right. That would be – it's hard to call. Yeah, it's call. a little tricky. Like, I, I know for me it's, like, Sarah Brightman um, – Take my breath away, because that's the song that Tony played Mm. at uh, Date with Destiny, and it's like it's so anchored in me now that if I hear it, I will immediately start to like (laughs) dance, like I'm on a beach somewhere by myself with my hair blowing in the breeze. But that one gets me into my. But I same thing. Like I have a feminine playlist. It's called Feminine Divine, and I think for me, music is my absolute biggest anchor for everything. Mm -hmm, Like you know, if you went to an island, what would you take? I would take my phone with my music on it like that. I think, I don't think I could live without music. If I really think about it. I don't think I can TV. I don't care. Music mm-hmm. that would be mm-hmm. definitely. Um, so this is going to be a fun question. <laughs> okay. What does your future look like now that you've discovered or rediscovered this feminine and masculine energy um, and a reintroduction into your feminine divine? I mean, it's a, uh... <sighs> Lots of grandbabies.
1: Oh well. That's what I hope. We'll see. You kinda need like us another
0: party. There's four of them. <laughs> I know, but now that you're open.
1: Um yeah, I mean yes, having kids was something that I never thought I wanted. Like I told myself that I didn't want that. She told me that too. They all have. And now they all want babies. I'm so excited. Well Maybe not I'm, tomorrow, I'm but someday. I'm open to I'm more open to it, right. yes. Um no, it looks it looks a lot more worth living. Mm. And that's heavy, but that I don't mean heavy. it that way. No. I just mean because when you're not in alignment, it's it's you feel like you don't belong and you feel like it's really hard. It's hard when you're not in alignment with whatever it is that your truth is. When there's not alignment there, it's a struggle. And so do you want to live or do you want to like, do you want to exist or do you want to live? Like those are two totally different Mm -hmm. things. And so many people just exist because they're not in alignment with their truth and who they are. And then there's people that live and they thrive and they're happy. So what do I see for my future? I see joy. I see happiness. I see truth. I see love. And I see all those beautiful things that maybe were a little muddy
0: before. What was it that you said when we first, when you first started to... Anchor this stuff into. It was like, in my feminine, I feel, I don't know if it was like, you, and in my masculine, I feel lonely. Support. Okay.
1: Yeah. I can't remember verbatim. I need to start writing these things down. Um, Yeah. In my feminine, I feel lo- loved. No, support, loved and supported. I think supported. you
0: said loved. Something like that. But yeah. it was like a really Connected. huge. Yeah. That's what it was. Connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And in my masculine, I feel disconnected. Right. Something along that's those lines. That's interesting.
0: That's an mm-hmm. interesting distinction because- well, if you look at it, like the hunter gatherer stuff, right? Mm. So men traditionally, you know, caveman days were hunters. Uh, Jasmine, my friend Jasmine talks a lot about this and women are gatherers. So in your hunter mode and your masculine, you are alone because mm. you had to be quiet to hunt the animal. You couldn't be all chatting with your buddies in the forest, and the wherever mm. you had to be quiet and, and solo. And so, and disconnected, but in your feminine or the gatherer, we Mm. have to talk to one another out in the fields to make sure that Amanda didn't go too far off and get eaten by something or whatever. Mm. And so you're connected. So it's interesting that you felt that Mm. when you started to shift, because that's naturally, again, that's like biologically how you're made and set up to feel connected versus disconnected. But that's interesting. Anything else you want to share? Mm.
1: Hmm.
0: I still do honor my masculine.
1: And I think because polarity is so important Mm -hmm. it's everything um like i love getting into my masculine to go to the gym Mm -hmm. that's closed right now good life (laughs) open please Um, it's been like 24 hours i'm dropping name dropping on you um yeah it has been 24 hours (laughs) too long no, but I love getting in my masculine to go to the gym. Right. And again, that's like a solo event. Yep. You know, I don't typically work out with people. Um, I like getting in my masculine sometimes to work, mm-hmm. which is interesting, which mm-hmm. is sometimes. Before it was all the time. Right. Okay. But it's almost like I have like more of a 40 masculine and a 60 feminine. Really? Yeah. Because I'm in my heart when I'm in my client's homes. Right. Right? So I'm... Maybe I didn't feel like working that day. We have those days. Even for when sure. you run your own business, you're like, I just Especially feel, when you have feel your own like business. I want to stay in my, my jammy jams <laughs> and I don't want to go to work today. But if that's I'm true. in my heart and I'm thinking, again, I'm not doing a job, I'm coming to Kara's home and I know that she's, right. she's self-employed and she's got a lot on her plate and she's got kids and she's got animals that she needs to take care of. And I'm giving her this opportunity to make right. time for herself. Yep, That's me getting into my feminine. And then... The 40% that's masculine is me actually doing the task efficiently and right. on time and everything is like, you know, mm-hmm. da, da
0: da da and I'm on to the next house. But or scaling things too, right? Like yeah. that's part of where when we talk about women business owners, it's that's beautiful that you bring it up that way because that that will women will understand that. And it's important to honor the fact that when I'm scaling the company or Amanda scaling her company or we're making decisions on you know, what web hosting to use or how many employees I'm going to hire this year. All of those things tend to happen in your masculine energy and it's necessary. And I can now, like, I don't know if you're able to do it, but I can like turn it on and off now when I have to get in go mode and I can kind of, like, I just sit quietly for a second and I think about, you know, what targets I set for myself this year and all that kind of stuff. And then it's really easy for me to get into my, and the distinction is not, I think a lot of times we think masculine equals aggression, masculine equals like an immature type of, you know, barking orders and all that shit. It's not Mm. like it's still you can still be loving Mm. and giving orders or Mm. telling teams to do this or whatever in a loving way. But it feels sort of, it's just like being an alpha dog, right? Like we always talk about that.
1: You pull the the thoughts out of my head. Like if you look at an alpha male, and I I know a few alpha males that are immature masculine. Mm -hmm. And they make, when just being in their orbit, I feel safe. I feel secure. I feel like holy crap. And they've got it together, but not again, not in an aggressive way, right. not in an angry and way. And you can
0: be that way also.
1: Exactly. So. Yes. It's, it's within us. And I want to say one thing, cause I think it's really important and I don't feel like a lot of people will agree. And that's cool. Men and women aren't created equal. And I said this last time I was on the podcast mm-hmm. and I stand by it yep. and like everyone calm down, but like we're created to be balanced. Right. Ying and Yang, and that's the whole point, right? Yep. Is the polarity. And we forget that. And we as women, and, and again, we overcame so much through history. And like, I know that we've really had to rise up as, as, um, and unite and we are still united, but there has to be polarity there. Mm-hmm. And the masculine and the feminine, when in balance, that's the whole, that's the whole purpose. There can so only
0: be one person leading at a time period. Yeah. yeah. Or like you're going to do, you're going to do that. And that's, and that's what, that's what this whole thing is. It's like. I, and like, I don't feel, and and I'm glad that you brought that up because I think there's a lot of 30 something year olds, which is what age range you're in, age range you're in, who have this idea that, well, I don't need a man. And like, I hear it all the time. I don't need a man to do this. And I don't need a man to do that. And I will be the, I don't need a man, but like, I don't need a man to have babies. Are you sure? Because I don't think you created that sperm on your own, even if it came from a bank. Mm -hmm. So it came from a man. It came from a man. Yeah. So we, like God, universe, infinite intelligence, whatever your belief system is, created us so that we need one another. That is Mm -hmm. the fucking end of it. There is no if ands, or buts about it, period. And the women who are arguing with that concept are the ones who are firmly in their masculine (laughs) energy because in my feminine energy, I, well, I used to say like before this past summer, which is when I started to figure out I maybe need to work on some shit was, you know, I don't, I don't need a man to be happy. And then I'm sitting there by myself fucking day after day, night after night, you know, my business is doing well, all this other shit, but I'm alone and I'm not having anybody to share it with. Mm. And so it's not, I don't need one to live. I've made that statement multiple times on this podcast but I sure as shit want one. But if I want to have a baby, I need a man. Mm-hmm. There's no artificial substitute and at all, correct me if I'm wrong, to, to sperm. Mm. Um. And, and just on that alone, we have to start to honor that there is that balance and that we do need each other and that one cannot exist without the other. We give birth. Yes, I know we create the person in our bodies, but it would not have any chance of existence had it not been for the sperm first. Hmm. That's it. And so it it it's there is a lot of your age group who's like it's politically incorrect to say that men and blah, blah blah blah. It's not, it's how it's always been. And I think the interesting thing is that in you know in the 50s and before, men abused Like got tainted. It got did. very tainted. It totally yeah. did. Like it wasn't, but I I mean I I said this to your dad. Uh, I think a couple days ago, I was like, "It's not like guys in the fifties never did the dishes. It's not like they never did any of the housework, but they just they were in charge, and we were next in command, and it was okay mm. until guys started to abuse that. Mm. And but it was okay." And when I say they abused it, then, you know, they're not letting us vote and they're not letting us make decisions and all that stuff. Well, that shit's over. Like, we can vote. We can do every. And I know that, you know, equality and the work, it's all happening. We're in it now. It's all moving. But when you're talking about your relationship at home, it can't be a pissing contest whose dick is bigger. It just can't be. No, it has only to, one actually has that's a That's right. Dick. <laughs> exactly. And it, And it cannot. You can do that. And ladies, I know there are many of you who are like rolling your eyes right now or whatever, but you, you can try it, but it's not going to be harmonious in your house. It just isn't.
1: Or you're going to be living with a woman. Right. Hypothetically.
0: Right. Right. And that's exactly, exactly. An emasculated
1: man. And then you're going to wonder why you have an emasculated man, but you Mm -hmm. emasculated him. You didn't even
0: realize it. Right. Like... And that's a hundred percent. That's the truth. Though you see it, you see it. When now that you're Aware. there's awareness
1: there, and I see certain people and their dynamics, and I'm just like,
0: oh my well, what god. what happens at the store though? Like <laughs> your dad <laughs> says, he's like, just the way women talk to their husbands in the grocery store. Yeah. Like in a million years, if you talk to me that way or you put me down, I would not respond to you well. Mm. Like I might shut down. I might not have sex with you. publicly. Right. Like it's, it's, you, you talk to like, we talk to men like children and then we wonder why are they acting like children? Mm. Because you're the alpha dog. Mm -hmm. You ask for that position through your behavior and then you're, you're questioning why it is that way, but that's why it's that way. And I've said this also a bunch of times, Mm -hmm. one of us has to relent. One person has to call uncle and it's not going to be the guy. Cause the guy's just still trying to be in his alpha mode.
1: Yeah. Well, he's going to punch you and you're a woman and he's not going to punch you. So what's right. he going to do? It's, it's relent or punch you. Right. Right. <laughs> really? I mean, not like, maybe that, that dramatic, not, but, but he's going to meet you in masculine mode. Like you just said, alpha. Like mode, an asshole or. Or he's just going to be like, I'm not going to bother because right. this is a woman. This is my wife or whatever the case is. Right. So I'm not going to.
0: Yeah. And that happens. And then like, you regress. Right. And repress. And then we, that, that gives us even more signals like, see, yeah, he's just a pussy no, he's not. You took his nuts away. And that, that might work in business for some of us where we have to be the alpha and it it does most of us. Right. But, and I'm not talking about in your business. I'm talking about when you get home Mm. and you get in your personal life with your children too, right? Like your your kids can't hear you talk at them like you're at work. Mm -hmm. It just, they can, but the same shit's going to happen. You're going to teach your daughters how to be men. And I've said that to to you guys. I'm sorry that I taught you how to be men because I'm strong. That's not a like now I'm unwinding it. Mm -hmm. Amanda's always the quickest of all of them to get shit. So no offense to the other children. I love you. Well, she's older. Fine. (sighs) But she listens to me more than the others. Sometimes I love you guys. But in all seriousness, like it's, we're, and I know we're going a little bit off topic on, you know, business and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is, is if you're a masculine woman right now and her masculine energy, and you don't know how to flip it, and you've got daughters, and even if you've got sons, you're teaching them to be feminine, and you're teaching your girls to be in the masculine. And then you get to 44 and 33, and you're like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy because I'm not in my natural state also too i wouldn't say
1: it's off topic because if your home life is in shambles and, yeah. and unbalanced you're, you're eventually your work life is going to suffer but either way you're going to be unhappy in one setting yep and you can't just be unhappy in one setting eventually it'll bleed into other areas
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i don't think because we're that not off really topic.
0: wearing the hats we say put this hat on put that hat on but it's really all the same thing Business, personal, all of it. It's because we're we're not actually different people. We're still the same hmm. human. Playing different characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, that was good. Yeah, I like that. Thank you for uh, being honest as always and open. Mm-hmm. And um, if you like this podcast, make sure to let me know and subscribe. Um, also, if you are on iTunes, make sure you leave a review because that helps the podcast. And uh, we'll talk next time. I- Cheers. I- Bye.